Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 734, recorded live on August 6th, 2022. And here are your hosts, the man who might have had an unconscious reaction to our episode number, Dave Play. I mean, it, it wasn't unconscious, there was a conscious reaction, it just wasn't a, like, a, a controlled, I think the term you're looking for is subconscious, not unconscious. And the man who's now going to look up what the difference is between unconscious and subconscious, Andy Lowe, hi. <laughs> well, the... The subconscious is supposed to be the, like, you that's not actively thinking. The unconscious is when you are not conscious. Like, when you're asleep or under anesthesia, you're unconscious. Okay, yeah. The unconscious mind consists of the processes in the mind that occur automatically. The subconscious is the part of the conscious that is not currently in focal awareness. So the unconscious mind is what actually tells us to breathe and blink. Right. You do that unconsciously. Yes. That's, that's just part of your, like, that's going to happen whether you're awake or asleep. Yes. Your subconscious is the thing that people try to program remotely. So the question now becomes, though, was it, a, was, so it was a subconscious reaction? I mean, it was a pretty conscious reaction. Like, you said 734, and I'm like, oh, right. Like, that's a thing. That's this episode. Oh, that's only going to have meaning to, like, Andy and me and a couple other people from our local group. The reason is, is that 734 is the area code for Southeast Michigan. Well, one of the area codes. One one of the two. Southeast and Central, right? Like... So we, we used what, to be like, 313. Yeah, 30 years ago 313 was the entirety of Southeast Michigan and then it it grew and population grew and so they had to split it. So 313 is now Detroit and outer Detroit is the 734. Yes. So it's it's pretty still localized in Southeast Michigan though. Like I'm looking at that map. Uh that's that's Ann Arbor and southeast of Ann Arbor. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So not central Michigan. No. Man, some of these area codes are just huge in Michigan. Yeah, because there's no one living there. Yeah, there's there. no one there. <laughs> so, so are the counties, Andy. Look at the size of Marquette the, County. Uh, the the, uh, the um or the 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 districts. Yes, the, the districts. congressional districts. Like, isn't the entirety of the Upper Peninsula plus plus some of the lower peninsula? District? Yes, the entire Upper Peninsula. Oh, I gotta look at the new maps now. Granted, I was literally looking at these maps on Tuesday. Yes, uh, Michigan's um, primaries were on Tuesday. Yes, yours. I'm happy to say that Gretchen Whitmer won her primary. I mean, uncontested. So. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't very surprising. Yeah, the uh the turnout. Um I actually worked the election. Mhm. Um the the turnout from the people who had been there for a while, they were like, "Eh, you know, they've they they haven't seen, you know, 
they they had they have seen lower turnouts, but they were kind of everybody was kind of expecting a bigger turnout for the for the primary Democratic or the Republican. Well, just in well because they're they're all on the same. Ballot. Right, it's all in the same day, all in the same ballot. But like the Democrats aren't going to go. You guys don't have a senator up for re-election. Well, the one Your thing that we governor had, was running uncontested. The one thing though was the fact that um, the Michigan Fourth District for uh-huh. the House of Representatives, uh-huh. um, because of all the a victim of redistricting, yes, used to be Fred Upton's seat. Yep. Fred Upton basically got shoehorned in with another Republican and um, decided that rather than fight, he, uh, he finally re- would retire. <clears throat> okay. So the uh, Republicans basically were, didn't have a challenger for that seat. And the Democrats, the one Democrat who got enough signatures to get on the mm-hmm. ballot – um, after going through the signature list was 67 signatures short Oops. to get on the primary ballot. Oops. So he actually had to run a write-in campaign. Okay. And the question is... Did he win? I mean, it, he, he'd have to win, right? Like if you convince 20 people to write your name in, if there's well, no, 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 no one else on the ballot... The, the to actually get... Um, on the November ballot through a write-in campaign, you had to get with five uh, percent of the 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 top vote getter in the previous the top like state vote getter in like the previous election or something like that. Oh, that's I'd, gross. Yeah. So yes, you could still write yourself in, but you had to get five percent of the previous vote. Okay. Of, of something. So so you could win, but not be on the ballot if like you didn't get enough of a win. Yes. Um, okay, so let me look at his Twitter page because they were talking about this. And, of course, the if the um, unofficial results are not in. Really? Well, the unofficial results, they, they just list how many write-in candidates there were, but the uh-huh. official results are not tallied yet because, and I, I kid you not, there was a large number of county clerks who decided not to use modems for their tabulators because the conspiracy theorists were all about, oh, this box can't be connected to the internet. Motherfucker. Yeah, that would that was literally why a lot of them, so they were like, literally had to drive USB sticks. That's, that's part of, that was part of my job was to literally. Because that's more secure. Yeah. That was that was part of my job. Was um, I it was me as the one of the few Democratic quote unquote people yeah. there, and because um, there was a lot of things there where it's like you had to have one person from each party doing stuff together, so you couldn't have okay. you when you're doing you know you're running the tabulator all the stuff there. You had to have two people, one from each right. party, to watch. And so that was the thing was when we went to go drop the stuff off at city hall, you know, I had some of the stuff and the uh, chairwoman who was a Republican had the other stuff. And so it was kind of like, okay, everything had to be, you know, two people 
two people watching in, two people signing, two people <clears throat> with the latches, and every, it was it was very interesting to see how it all worked. Yeah. Well, thank you for volunteering your time. Oh, I actually got so. I got paid. So, you got paid. Yeah. I think $175 for the day. Okay. Granted, I was at the polling. Well, I left the house at 5.30 in the morning and didn't get back home until 9.30 at night. So it was a long day. That's 16 hours. Yep. It's a long day. Yes. Well, good for you. And I guess we'll wait and see what happened in the, the race. Yeah. Um, okay. So we had to get over two thousand uh, write-in signatures in order to get on the November ballot, and the um, the write-in candidate had gotten over nine thousand total votes just in Kalamazoo County. Okay. So they have. So they it haven't. Like they have. He's fine. Yes. It sounds like he's okay, but they haven't officially announced his results yet. Right. But sounds like he's pretty okay. Yes. All right, then. We have ours on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Laura and I have already voted because we have mail-in ballots. So that's all taken care of. Our votes are in. I can even go and check, and I believe I can find out if my vote has been tallied. Oh, you're Or at lucky. least received. I think I, not tallied, but received. Yeah. They I don't can... think they can tally it beforehand. Um, yeah, they can't do our tallies until day of. Yeah, which is dumb. Yeah. It is It is the dumbest, dumbest thing. I, it's dumb. Uh, uh, what's my birthday? That is my birthday. I can search for my ballot, and status is registered. There's track my ballot. says, please review my request. My absentee status. They received the absentee ballot on the 3rd. It is marked as a completed absentee ballot. Yeah, I was actually talking with the um, chairperson during one of the downtimes because I had done absentee ballots. Um. And the question I had was, okay, so if somebody had filled out the ballot, you could either do Republican or Democrat. You could only pick one side. You couldn't flip-flop between the two of them. And then there was a uh, column for the judges, which everybody could vote for. Now, if you were actually in the precinct of voting and you accidentally flipped between the two of them, the machine would spit out your ballot and go, hey, this is wrong. You can't do this. And then you would just walk over to the, you know, the desk, spoil your old ballot. Get a new one. Get a new one. Redo it correctly. <clears throat> There's no chance for that to happen with the Man. absentee ballot. Yeah. Like, I put it in the ballot box, and I'm sitting there going, like, okay, I hope I did this right. Yep. Well, that's why there's a, at least in Wisconsin, there's a witness on the absentee ballots. So, like, if you screw up, it's it's kind of your own fault. But I feel like, I'm like, I would hope there would be something in the system to say, wait a second, he did this wrong. We need to get a hold of him. 
recast. But no, there, there's there is no. I I think there actually is in some states, but not in Michigan. Probably not. I don't know. I feel like I should I contact it, it our Secretary like of the, State. Well, I think it happens in the days after the election, and it happens if it matters. Oh, if something I voted for is... If, like, the race is super close, then they start looking at the absentee ballots that, like, got thrown out, and they're like, okay, why did it get thrown out? Does it really need to get thrown out? I know that happens in some places. Well, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to write something to the Secretary of State to be like, hey, okay, you know, <laughs> if this happens, is how, there any recourse? To, yeah. yeah. So. How do I not disenfranchise myself? Yes, just because I, you know, wanted to actually sit down with my ballot and take a look at it and yeah. make sure I, you know, vote for the right people. So yes, good luck on your uh, Tuesday primary, even though absentee ballots, so you're already done. I'm done. Uh, and also, like, it's a pretty foregone conclusion uh, at this point who's going to win the Democratic nomination for Senate. Oh, that's good. Um, because, like, it was, a, it was a very tight race for a while, and then, like, four people dropped out. Now, the people who dropped out dropped out late enough that their names are still on the ballot. And people who did early voting could indeed vote for them. Uh, but there's only like one guy who's actually still running and has a chance. Uh, so congratulations to Mandela Barnes, because like he's almost certainly going to win. Well, that's good. Now we just need to look to November when it really matters, because Mandela Barnes is the one running against Ron fucking Johnson. Yep. and. I have been slammed with advertisements for Ron Johnson. I'm so sorry. All of my YouTube ads are like, Senator Johnson understands that Joe Biden's awful, like, tax is driving up inflation. Like, no, it's not. It's not the president. Inflation is bad across the world. Literally the entire world. Mm Mm-hmm. This is not a Democratic agenda to ruin your life. This is not the Democrats trying to, like, give money away. It's not. I wonder, you know, I'm just trying to think of, you know, is it better to skip the ads or actually, like, let them play out and not paying attention to them? Because what what costs Ron Johnson more money? Do you want the actual answer? Probably. It probably doesn't cost him anything because it's probably a a super pack paying for the ad. Click the ad click the ad okay that's what charges them that's what costs the money the more you click on the ad the more they have to pay for it and the more expensive the ads become so yeah that's that's my my kind of thing of like yes let the ad play out and yes click on the ad and it it sucks because like google thinks that you are engaging with it and that like you're you know, going to be like happier with the ad and they'll show you more ads like that, but also like it costs them money. Okay. Well, there's my answer on that. All right. Should we? Yeah. I mean, we didn't last week. We probably should this week. (laughs) 
Yes, as as you know, neither Dave or I won the um, billion dollar. I mean, right? Yes, neither of us won. Well, I don't think you drove down to Chicago to pick up a lottery ticket. No, but I may have been in Chicago for like other reasons. I know it was in the area, saw the billboard. You know, just saying that I didn't not not win. No, wait, I don't, I didn't win. <laughs> yeah. Which I did not. talk to Laura about it that night, though, of like, what would you do? What would we do? And we'd be like, go to, I think we'd probably go to a, a billion dollars. So what do we say? 300 million take home? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so probably go to most of our friends with like, here's $2 million. Done. Enjoy it. Have fun. And then set ourselves up with enough to live off the interest and then the rest off to charity. <clears throat> okay. So that's that's my plan. So better hope I win a billion dollars, Andy. Okay. All right. So. Mm-hmm. Topics. Topics. Uh, there's a few of them out there. Do you, do, do you want to bring up uh, um, almost like a continuation from last week's episode as well? You mean my review? Yes. That I reviewed an iRobot product? Yes. And this week iRobot is in the news. How prescient. Prescient? Prescient? Prescient. I always thought of it as prescient. Prescient. Yeah. Apparently, Hold on, I'm looking that word up again, too. Okay. <laughs> no, not present. With a C. C-I-E-N-T. No, not precinct. Andy, Come on. how hard is this? No, it's just Google auto-corrects me to other words. Okay. Ah to have foresight or foreknowledge. Yep, okay, so yeah. Foresight or foreknowledge. So you are a seer then. Okay. Oh, did, did you not know the meaning of the word prescient? No, no, I did not. Ah, I would have told you what it is, Andy. I just wasn't sure on the pronunciation of whether it is prescient or prescient. I think it would be prescient. Well, according to dictionary.com, it's prescient. Okay. Well, prescient it is then. Or prescient. <laughs> Either, apparently. Both of them work. But yes, it's it's being a, uh, an oracle. It's predicting things. It's knowing the future. So I'm claiming that I knew that iRobot was going to be in the news, and that's why I did the review. So yeah, so Amazon is says that they are going to buy iRobot for one point seven billion dollars. It's a lot of money. It's not like the biggest takeover. No, but that's this, that's a this, fair amount of money. This is the fourth largest Amazon mm. purchase. Yeah, uh, number one is Whole Foods for thirteen point seven. That's so much money. Yeah. MGM for eight and a half. And one medical for $4 billion. Yes. Who the hell is one medical? Uh, I think they're an insurance company. No, they oh, look like they run medical it's offices. A it's a clinic group. Okay. Man, it's 
Okay, so branching off into work, which I try not to do on the podcast very often, it's hilarious to see big tech try to break into this industry again and again and again and again. How many times has there been like a Google health thing where like Google's going to turn over, like it's going to revolutionize patient data and patient access and healthcare and like it just turns out to not be anything because surprise healthcare is hard. Yep. So I'm I'm just kind of amused that Amazon's like we'll break into the industry by buying clinics. I'm like that's not going to last. <laughs> that's that's not okay. Good good job Amazon. Good luck with that. Almost half a billion of Amazon's investment in One Medical is paying off the company's debt. Mm-hmm. Wow. <clears throat> All right. So yeah, so Amazon's buying iRobot, which, you know, that's, I mean, I they bought Kiva, for goodness sakes. Yep. I mean, it's just part of the, the, the like, I hesitate to use the word conglomeration, but it's the conglomeration, like not the, the corporate entity conglomeration, but the physical act of conglomerating. Like, it's the same thing with when Google bought Nest, like... It's not exactly a core part of their technology stack, but now it is because they bought them. Well, same thing with Amazon, right? Like they want to have the vacuums and the technology that comes with that, like the house mapping technology. I mean, for goodness sakes, didn't when did when did Astro come out? Was that this year or last year? Astro? Yeah, the uh, that little like Amazon Echo on wheels. Oh, did that actually come out or was that vaporware? No, I do believe it actually came out. The the little thing that would like follow you around your house? Yes. Are you sure that came out? Have you seen a storefront where you can purchase that virtual or brick and mortar? Uh, you can, uh, let's see, let's just look up Astro <laughs> on Amazon itself. Amazon Astro. Uh, technically, oh, it's available exclusively by invitation. So in theory, yes, it's available for $1,000. Still in an introductory price. Okay. So it's it's possible to get it? Yeah. I say with question mark. <laughs> so I'm... <laughs> Whenever I look at the the big purchases, right, I try to find, try to think about what are they hoping to gain from it. Half the time it's patents. And maybe that's the case here where it was just cheaper to buy iRobot than to license their patents. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, yeah, I can think of just somehow better integration with the, with the uh, Echo is the only thing I can think of. I mean, it's got pretty tight integration already. I can tell my Alexa to tell the robot to go and, like, vacuum certain rooms. Yes, I remember. You literally did that during the podcast. Right. So, I, yeah, not too, like, I don't know what else they get out of that. I don't know what tighter integration they could make. So it's got to be the technology 
Which or, yeah, they they have a robotics like, division. Like I said, that's where right. It, they, right. That's where they, but like, it, it could just be the knowledge base and wanting to bring that in, or it's just Jeff Bezos was like, I want a free robe. I want a free Roomba. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just gonna buy iRobot and give myself a free Roomba, not realizing that it would just be cheaper to buy a Roomba. Yes, but then or 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 here here's what it could be. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Bezos sold his Alexa to buy a Roomba, <laughs> <laughs> or like you know, Alexa, add Roomba to my my shopping cart, <laughs> and then tells his assistant, "Just go make it happen." Well, let's see. Bloomberg and Wired are saying that it's actually about data collection of your house. Yeah. As I said, it's the it's the mapping of the house. Yep. <clears throat> well, crap. <laughs> okay. Amazon to buy iRobot. Yep. The EAS, Andy, is the emergency alert system. That is correct. Not the early alert, but the emergency alert. Yes. This is not to be confused with the EBS. Which, which is, is the, the emergency, emergency broadcast. broadcast system. Yes. So that's the one that's like over the radio or goes, ah, 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 right? Well, that was the original EBS. Okay. Is that not still a thing? Well, the, the, the duck farts, as we call them. That's <laughs> as accurate as anything else. Yeah, no, that was... When somebody first said to me, hey, you know, the duck farts, and I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, that's that's highly accurate. <clears throat> so that's that's the EBS. So, yeah, and so they, the EBS was uh, from 1976 to 1996, and then that okay. got superseded by the emergency alert system. Because the emergency alert system is multimedia, right? It's radio and TV and now cell phones. If you recall a couple of years ago when the residents of Hawaii were alerted to an oncoming missile attack. Yes. (sighs) I kind of miss the days where that was the big news. Residents in Hawaii woke up to a scare when their phones told them they were under missile attack. Well, apparently, you too could scare the state of Hawaii or any other state. Yes, because according to this guy, he has found um, a couple (laughs) of problems, which he says kind of snowball into a major flaw in the EAS system. This was actually, I had originally heard this story because, no joke... You got an email from the from Department of Homeland, Homeland Security? Security, yes. Because <laughs> I am on the um, state emergency, or what, what do we call that committee? Oh, it's the, it's the state emergency alert network or something like that. Something that, you know, we're on the committee that the, the, the each state's broadcasters group, um, Association. That's the word I'm looking for. Every state association of broadcasters had to basically compile a master list of the emergency alert system and how it operates in their state and send that off to the FCC. Okay. 
So I was on that committee because yeah. we are the we are the backup main alert. There is LP1, those are the primary stations for every like sector mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the state. Michigan I think has 8 sectors or 9 now. I think we've got 9 now. Um because I think we split the UP into two rather than having the whole UP as one <laughs> emergency alert area. Just like having it as one yep. political district. Congressional district. Yep. So there's so, yes. no they haven't announced what the flaw is yet, just how to mitigate it, saying like, hey, make sure you're updated, make sure well, you're firewalled. I put this article because they spoke with the guy who actually discovered the issue, and he discovered it on one of the old DASDEC devices, which, yes, in theory, you could still buy one of these devices, and yes, in theory, you could, if it's not up to date, possibly. You know, that's the thing, is a lot of us in the industry started going around going, oh, one of the old DASDEC boxes? Okay. So... Let, let me let's flip this, Andy. Okay, let's flip this from a like a, a circumstance of convenience to I am a bad actor and I want to fuck with the United States. How hard is it to find one of these Dazdeck devices? Probably not. Well, I'm just trying to think of how you would. Because the, the, the EAS is only, like, you, the EAS is not the over-encompassing alert system. It is just one part. Like, because you have the EAS and then the WIA, the wireless alert, emergency alerts, those are technically separate entities. The overarching system is called IPAWS, I-P-A-W-S which is the Integrated Public Alert and Warning System. Why do I know these things? Um, And they use a central alerting, no, not central alerting protocol, um, common alerting protocol that is the actual nuts and bolts of how this whole system works. So in theory, if he has discovered a flaw in either iPaws or CAP, then there is legitimate concern because then he's got he's got in the system right if he's got this one box and says yes in theory you know we could take this box and use it you know if somebody has this box in their system we could get into it and do something it's yes okay you'll knock either one station off or if they're an lp1 or an lp2 knock a section off but you're still not going to, you know, take a whole the whole system down. Well, but, but it, I, don't, I don't think the point is to take the system down. He's not saying I can shut down the system. He's saying I can. And he, he, it's quoted right here. When asked what can be done after successful exploitation, I can obtain access to the credentials, cert- certificates, devices, web servers, send fake alerts cr- via crafts messages, have them valid preempting signals at will. I can also lock legitimate users out, neutralizing or disabling a response. Which, it's actually kind of funny because, um, <clears throat> was it uh, two years ago? Uh, we were at 
the state engineering conference committee and we were um talking with the 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 association of broadcasters from michigan and they were um working with the state police and um department of homeland security because of you know detroit's proximity to canada they were doing a um table exercise and one of the things they wanted to know was what would be an easy way to you know shut down the emergency alert system and even a couple of years ago we had some pretty basic ideas on how to do it i mean but knock out most of the power grid would also knock out the emergency alert system well, no, it's just the fact that you could, if you really wanted to, get into an LP1 system. Yeah. If they had this box and then set a command to turn on the emergency alert system, but then don't send the shutoff command. Hmm. So in theory, you could basically just lock every everybody out for, I think, about 15 minutes at a time, I think is what we have as our timeout for the emergency alert system. So you would, you know, play this thing, lock everybody out for 15 minutes. As soon as the 15 minutes would end, send Do another one. Yeah. Yeah. And it and would take keep it locked down. Yes. And just, and it would basically, every engineer would then have to drive to their, you know, box and literally just unplug it would be the only way to stop this or find, you know, the originating station and drive there and take that guy out and stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I have images of like spy game movie type thing of like engineers driving down the highway, like on a motorcycle weaving through traffic, like cocking a shotgun <laughs> so that they can go like take this guy out and stop the signal. Most likely it would just be a guy rolling up in his, you know, minivan in his pajamas if because this happens in the middle of the night because, of course, it would happen in the middle of the night and just walking into some place and then pulling the power cord on the box and then just leaving again. <laughs> not a very action movie. No, not at all. So, yes. Yeah, so very anticlimactic. They we, – we think we know what the guy is trying to get at. And we think most of the stuff has already been patched, but we'll have to find out on the 13th is when he's going to do his actual information on what he has done. At DEF CON. Yes, hey, at DEF CON. this week. Yep. So that's part of it. The other thing that we're all talking about now is there is a movie that Lionsgate is coming out with called Fall. And what is Fall about? What if fall is best friends becky and hunter life is all about conquering fears and pushing limits however after they climb a 2000 foot tower abandoned radio tower they find themselves stranded with no way down you guys are worried that people are going to start climbing towers yes it's a federal offense yeah. Yes, and it could also kill you, especially if it's an AM tower and you don't understand how the tower works. Yeah. There's a lot of power flowing through that thing. Yep. Like, there's a lot of power flowing through that thing. Like, kilowatts of power. <laughs> <clears throat> like, it's it's basically the inside of a really, really big light bulb. Yep. Yeah, you're talking... 
let's see. Our 10 kilowatt one <clears throat> is running at 8 amps at the base. So 10 kilowatts divided. Yeah, it's it's a lot of amps and a lot of voltages. So that will definitely ruin your day if you're not paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's an interesting time right now. Trying to tell everybody, like, okay, everybody, make sure you get your, you know, your EAS boxes. Make sure everything's up to date, which our emergency alert systems are on the latest firmware and patches of the manufacturer. So And also. <laughs> and also, make sure you get some cameras and make sure your signage at your tower is up to date. <laughs> up to date. It says, climbing this tower will kill you. Yes. Why? Also... If they abandon the tower, aren't they supposed to bring it down? You would think so, but... Didn't you just do that? Yes, I did that because I am, you know, an obeyer of the law. But there have been times where literally the company goes bankrupt. You can't afford to bring the tower down. Yep. Yeah. So it just sits there on the land until somebody else, you know, purchases the land. And then they're like, oh yeah, by the way, you got to take that down. It's like, oh, I'll just leave it up. It's fine. Why? Why would you climb? I don't know. I don't know. I saw the trailer and the whole thing is completely ridiculous. And I'm just like, great. This is just is gonna. It, is it full of inaccuracies? and? Yes. Like the tower doesn't do that. Yes. No, the tower is nobody would design a 2,000 foot tower like this is designed. That's just okay. no. 2,000 feet is a very tall tower. Right? Uh, what's the tower in South Dakota? KLDT TV Tower. <clears throat> the digital tower is 1,999 feet tall. It is one of the tallest structures in the world. So they there is one that is... 2,000 feet. Yes. But... But, like, there isn't going to be an abandoned 2,000-foot antenna. No. That is, it is too tall to just abandon. Yes. So, damn it, Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Because we're, we're chewing up our time. Um, speaking of movies and such, Batgirl has been canceled. Oh, I saw something about that. What I saw about that was a a text conversation between Deadpool and Batgirl, where Deadpool was like, hey, I heard that your, your movie got canceled. And Batgirl was like, yeah, it says, well, you should be careful about the internet. There's lots of hackers out there. It's like, what? It's like hackers that could like get your movie footage and leak it online. Happened to me. <laughs> the seduction. <clears throat> Suggestion is, and of course, none of this has been confirmed, Confirmed, but it was the fact that um, because Warner had been recently acquired by Discovery, there was a small window of time where basically they could just unload some debt. Okay. What does unloading debt have to do with canceling these movies? Because, well, they, um, hold on, I'm trying to find it here. Uh, okay. Taxes. 
where is the thing here where it says is something about the debt and having to pay taxes on everything so they just basically were able to cut because it was no longer Warner Brothers they were able to basically have a small window where they could cut it be out of the contract because it's a new company but they had to do it by this month that's still so weird like you have a movie that's almost finished shooting yes why not just finish it they wrote off batgirl scooby 2 holiday haunt as purchase accounting maneuvers god that sucks for all the people involved in the movie yep i mean they get paid yes but like they they're not going to get paid the results of the movie right isn't that where actors make most of the money is on the gross they get like some Mm -hmm. percentage of the gross yep that sucks ah Okay. First comment. From what I'm reading, the financial stuff is an excuse. The real problem is the new boss having an absolutely massive ego and wanting to destroy as much as possible from his predecessor. Well, his predecessor was the one who wanted to do movie theater and HBO Max same day. Yeah. Which would be fine. Well... You'd think so, but then... Wouldn't be fine for movie theaters. They kind of need to change up their, their, their structure. Well, what they're looking at now is the fact that, okay, so they released these movies and they released them on HBO Max at the same day, pandemic related. Okay. Top Gun Maverick was delayed, 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 finally came out, made over a billion dollars. Yeah. So they're looking at that going, aha, this old school way of doing things still works. Yeah, except Top Gun Maverick was a fucking nostalgia grab from everyone who has disposable income. Yes. Yes, it was. And would have made an incredible amount of money had it just been straight to DVD. Like, Mm. maybe, I don't know. I feel like they're comparing apples and oranges yep. when they're looking at that. But okay, so that's too bad. Poor Batgirl. That sucks. But not all, okay, so it was Batgirl got canned. Scooby Doo. Yeah, no two. one cares about Scoob 2. But not only that, there were six, six HBO Max exclusive films that were also removed from the platform on Wednesday morning. Well, shit. Anything yeah. good? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Moonshot, Super Intelligence, and let's get the other ones. Who are the Moonshot, Super Intelligence, The Witches, An American Pickle, Locked Down, and Charm City Kings. Cool. So, yes, they, Batgirl was the big name. Scooby-Doo was the other one, which everybody was like, really? Why'd you cancel that movie? An animated it's movie that was ninety five percent of the way done right before the holiday season. Hmm. Yeah, it seems like bad planning. So what's this Raspberry Pi router? Somebody's come out with a fifty five dollar module. Yeah. For your Raspberry Pi. Okay. That can add two gig gigabit network ports, two USB 2.0 ports, a micro SD slot, an HDMI out, and GPIO interface for other add-ons, and an OLED display for your Pi 4. And it comes with uh, which 
Oh, does it come with open? Yep, OpenWRT comes installed. Neat. So for $55, you take your Raspberry Pi 4 and basically turn it into your own custom router. Custom router, yep. Very neat. Where are you getting your Raspberry Pi 4? <laughs> well, I have, I think I have two of them in a box. I in don't my, think that's the case, Andy. Do I have a, what, do I have a three? Keep going. No, because I've got the keyboard one. Is the keyboard one a three or is that a four? Oh, you, you have the one that's built into the keyboard? Yes. Okay, that's a four. Okay. What are you doing with that? I was going to try out, seeing if I could use it as a thin client. Oh, uh, can you? I don't know. I haven't gotten into that yet. <laughs> I've been a little bit busy with work. That is work, Andy. I know, but I have other things that require federal regulations to be compliant. Yeah, apparently, like redoing the emergency alert system. Yes, like making sure my emergency alert system is up to date and making sure that the barbed wire at all my transmitter sites is actually up is and running. Because people are going to start trying to climb your towers. Yes. Okay, so out of cur- going back to that for just a sec, other than the issue of like they might die. Um what what is the effect on the tower? Like could it could it bring the tower down? That's not a lot of weight. I mean the towers weigh way more than a person like climbing the tower would. Yes, but the uh the the wind load and the tower design. Some of those towers are basically designed for the load that they have on them and no more. Yes, there might be some leniency for icing. 200 pounds, Andy? 200 pounds swinging around the tower doing who knows what? I mean, I I presume that they're like on the tower itself, right? They're not like... No, in theory, yes, the tower should be fine because you got to get people up there anyway. I hope it is. If the tower can't take 200 pounds, I'd be... I'm terrified of those things now. Thanks, Andy. No, they, well, if they're actually keeping up on their tower maintenance, it should be fine. Oh, oh no. Wait, this depends on people keeping up with maintenance? I know. Oh, we're in, we're in bad shape. Oh, if, if you've only seen some of the pictures I've seen, there's people who part of their presentation give like worst case scenario stuff that they have seen in person. And they basically just have a slideshow going, don't be this guy, don't be that guy, don't be this other guy either. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, ours are only 400 footers, so it shouldn't be too bad. But, you know, some of those TV guys who have 1,000-foot towers, those ones are probably going to be more concerned than, you know. Okay. But, like, is it going to disrupt the broadcast? Um, not really. And is there any equipment that I should make sure to not bring with me? <laughs> if you decide to do this on your own? Yeah. Like, if, if I have, like, a radio transmitter in my pocket, is it going to explode? No. Okay. Is there anything that I would bring that would be, like, super dangerous to have in near proximity to one of those towers besides me? No. Most of the stuff would be concerned about you personally with the RF exposure. <clears throat> Especially if it's a TV tower and it's up on full power. Is, is it going to give me cancer? It's, it's a, basically will start to cook you like a microwave. 
Okay, so it's not cancer. It's just I'm going to get hot. Yes. Very hot. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of other canceled things, WoW Mobile. I didn't know there was a WoW Mobile in the works. I guess. Did I know there was a WoW Mobile? Um, I guess that the title had been in development for three years. Oh, hang on. This isn't an, this isn't actually WoW Mobile. It's just a mobile game for WoW. A mobile-based spinoff. Oh, not a mobile port of the original game. Okay. No, no. Okay, They're I not... misread that. Okay, don't scare me like that. Wow, cool. So they had a mobile World of Warcraft that they were planning, and they just shut it down. Good for them. Well, now this just let the air out of that balloon. Thanks. <laughs> I should have actually read the article, and then I would have been like, oh, well, that's... Eh. Eh. <clears throat> I mean, they still have Diablo Immortal. Still making hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, they. I did see an article about Diablo Immortal about this guy who spent some huge amount of money, and he's like a streamer, so he got paid to he got paid that money to use it in the game. And now there's no one in the game that is of sufficient level to compete with him, so he can't find any matches on the game. <laughs> He is all alone. I liked the guy who found one of those rare diamonds or something like that and then basically deleted the game. Deleted the game. He's like, well, that was fun. I'm out. I'm done. Screw you. And the horse he rode in on. Yeah. All right. Okay. Last thing. Anything on the list that you want to definitely hit? Um. Oh, the loot box ban. Yes. So, Belgium. Banned Banned loot boxes. boxes. Yeah. Well. How's that going? A study noted that among the 100 highest grossing Belgian iPhone games during May 2021, 82% had loot boxes. Okay, so not all of them, but most of them. No, just 82% of them had... So this was a toothless ban. Yeah. Some, Some companies, Nintendo... Um, stopped service of their titles in Belgium. EA, Valve, Psyonix, uh, no longer selling or removing loot boxes within their titles. Activision Blizzard confirmed that Diablo Immortal won't be released in Belgium. So there are the big guys taking the law and going, okay, we're not, nope, we're just not going to sell in Belgium. Also, yeah, it's also amusing because like, that's not what Belgium wanted. Right, they weren't trying to get the companies to not do their games there. They just wanted the games to not have loot boxes. Yeah, that was. Yeah, the study concludes that the law isn't working and should be reconsidered. Yeah, no kidding. Because a yes, there are still a bunch of games in there that have loot boxes, and b the companies who actually were trying to follow the law just said, "Nope, we're just going to pick up and leave." Yeah, I'll take my ball home. Thank you very much. Yeah, I don't think either of those is the outcome that the law was supposed to have. So, no. There you go. Well, shit. Yep. 
I still like, I don't remember who it was who came up with the, the alternative style of loot box, which was the, you see what's in it before you buy it. Wasn't that EA for FIFA? I, I think it was EA. I think they changed it for FIFA. And I, I, I think that's a better way of doing it. All I know is Marvel Puzzle Quest still has loot boxes in theirs. So Yeah, well, everyone has loot boxes still. Yeah. Or apparently 80-some percent, 82% do. Uh, okay, what else we got? Um, happy 10-year anniversary to Curiosity. Happy 10-year anniversary. Woo! Yeah, I can't believe it's been 10 years since the... Is that the, the paper, wood? Um, what's, 10, what's years, 10 years? 10 years Towels? Is- no, not towels. You're looking it up. Yes. Tin or aluminum. Well, that's actually poetic. <laughs> that works out. The aluminum anniversary for an aluminum robot. Yep. Well, cool. there's probably aluminum on there somewhere. Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, a lot of the robots probably steel. Because you want it to be, like, super durable. But you also want it to be light. So it's probably some composite material of some kind. Could be titanium. I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, 10 years since the Sky Crane. Just crazy yeah. idea that worked. Well, and it worked. It worked really well. And they've done it again yeah. and again. Yep. Time passes. Yep. Okay. Let's hit the randoms. Okay, random. You want to review something? Yes, I would like to review, turns out, a game from 2017 that I just found. A game that Laura played a lot of. Game called Wordscapes. Now, did you, excuse me, did you find Wordscapes because of an ad in a different game? Yes, yes, I did. Just making sure. (laughs) Because I still see ads for it all the time. Oh, shoot. I forgot to finish up the... We started recording and I forgot to finish up the daily puzzle before the Oh, no. You over. lost your streak. So, yeah, Wordscapes, think of it like Boggle meets crossword puzzles. So you're given a circle with a various number of letters in it. Up to, I think, seven is the most I've seen. I, most of the time, I'm I'm on levels that have six. And your job is you have a crossword grid. You want to fill in the crossword grid. Yes. So there's, you know, words here that are five letters long. And I'm looking at here and I can spell sleet. And so there we go. I spelled sleet and it put it in the crossword grid where there were five letters. And so you basically just look at all the words and you just try and fill the crossword grid in. And once you're done with that one, congratulations, you get another one. And you just keep working up your levels. And the game has 6,000 levels. Yeah. So there is no shortage of content. There is also a new daily puzzle published every single day, which basically just gets you coins. And the coins can help you with different types of hints. So... Uh, it is a free-to-play game, but there are ads, mm-hmm. you know, basically between, between each it, level. Between each level, and I had a um, a large amount of Google Play credits, so I just bought the um, the ad-free version. I do believe it was three or four dollars somewhere around there. 
rather than just sitting there waiting for the 30-second ads after every single level, especially since some of these levels I can blow through pretty quickly. There are, like, tournaments and other modes on there, but it basically just comes down to solving a crossword puzzle with by playing Boggle, basically. <laughs> so I enjoy it. It's simple. It was free, but yes, no, like I said, if, you, if you, the ads just got to me, so I just said, screw it. I'll I'll throw them some of Google's money. The the Google money that Google gave to you because you gave Google information about yourself? Yes. Okay. Which um, they actually just gave me 37 cents because I searched Wisconsin primary 2022 before we started this podcast. (laughs) I loved it also. They gave me 10 cents or 15 cents because I told the, the alarm to stop. I guess Here. it uses the Google Assistant for that. And they're like, hey, did you use the Google Assistant recently? And I'm like, yes. Yes, I did. And they're like, here's money. Did you tell it to stop? Yes, yes, I did. Did it stop? Yes, yes, it did. Okay, cool. Here's some money. Yep. So have you tried Spelling Bee from the New York Times? Yes, if you yes, like I have. Wordscape? Okay. Yes. There's a very similar feel to it. Although with Spelling Bee, usually you can get way more words, but that's because you can reuse letters. Yeah, no, this one is, you get to use each letter once. Yeah. But, it's, I like it. It's a simple game, it's a free game, ad-supported, but it's pretty good. So, there we go. Wordscaped. I like it. Cool. Random topic. Random topic. (laughs) Rolled ahead of time. At a bare minimum, every man should at least know how to blank. Communicate. Yes, that's good. That's a good one. Thank you. I rather thought so, too. Who would have thought on a topic where two guys sit and literally talk for an hour that the best answer would be communicate? I'm trying to think of another one now. Another thing that all, all men should be able to do? Yes. Breathe. Everybody should make sure how to eat. Uh, everybody should at least know how to cook something. No. I mean, it's nice, but you don't need to. Everyone should know how to communicate. Yes, like I've said at work, if I don't know it's wrong, I don't know I need to fix it. How do you? How do I know that it's wrong? Somebody tells me. Mm-hmm. Well, shoot, I don't know where to go from that one because that's just that's just a good answer. Yeah, thank you. It's not often that my answer just shuts Andy down. What can I say? It's a good one. Cool. Well, on that note, um, uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>